I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Did you know that there was a girl in my primary school who used to eat ants? No. Why? I don't know. I think because we were all like, oh, gross. Then she like got a bit of attention for doing that. Mm. But also she was eating ants. Yeah. So what did it taste like? You know how like when you kill an ant and you smell it and it smells like coconut? Mm. That's weird, right? Mm. Hello and welcome to I Only Like You In Movies, a film discussion podcast between two people who only like each other and, wait for it, movie. <laughs> my name's Lonnie. Here's my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. We've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. Last night? We have. We did We did that. That was the thing that we did. And, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what are your thoughts today? Anything else apart from that grunt or was that it? Uh, I think an abridged version, a TLDR, would be my grunt. Okay. <laughs> what are your problems? It was so boring. Hmm. It was so boring. Like, so boring. And when you're seated towards the back of the cinema and you look down at everybody and half the people are on their mobile phones checking out their Facebook and Twitter notifications, don't think that a lot of the other people there were very interested by it either. That should be legal though. Also, it should be legal to have bring hot <gasps> food into a theatre. The people that were next to us, I swear to God they had KFC because I can tell the scent of Macca's KFC and Red Rooster. I pride myself on that ability and it was KFC and I swear to God that they had a sweet and sour sauce and I, I, I was very distracted because it smelled delicious. What is it about fast food? We'd eaten. We'd mm. eaten beforehand. But you there's just some something about some hot chips, isn't there? You know my rule. I've said it on here before. If you're going to bring hot food in a place like that, bring enough for everybody. Yeah, they should have like passed their chips around and we could have all had like one each and then, I mean, there's nothing else to do with this bloody film. <laughs> So we didn't mind the first Ant-Man, but we would have probably preferred the Edgar Wright version, like everyone else out there. Mm-hmm. But it was fine. Poor Rudd's fine. I wasn't in love with it as much as everybody else. And I was disappointed because I actually quite like Ant-Man, the character. And this one, I was like, what? what's going on? No joke landed. Not, I, there's probably like two jokes in the whole movie. From Michael that got, Penner? Yeah, <laughs> Penna. that yeah. got a slight chuckle, a chortle, if you will. From the cinema as a whole. Yeah. But this was just... For all the issues we have with Thor Ragnarok, in the moment it was fun. Mm. And in the moment the cinema was laughing. Yeah. This, everyone was like, ha, ha, uh, good, Mm -hmm. funny. And it's like, oh, we're going to try and find Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, then we did, and then everything's fine again. I, yeah, I... How'd she eaten there? <laughs> How'd she survive for 30 she years? She survived on the little bugs. 
Yeah. I love that she's aged, even though she's like in the quantum realm. Yeah. Does that work? I don't. I don't know science. I, I read online that they decided to keep her aging; otherwise, it'd be weird if she was still twenty or something. Yeah, you think? You think? Yeah. 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 I'm not sure how she survived in there, but yeah, maybe she was eating little microscopic bugs and stuff. Um, so here's the thing. Mm. It was really boring because it just did everything. Like if you want a template for a general average superhero film, that's what this is. Like it's almost like they've applied a like framework or a, you know, in uni when you're like, here's an exemplar of how to do your assignment. You have this section, this section, and this mm. section. And it's like they had that and then they deleted what was there and then wrote all their little things into mm. these little sections and it was just like. See, I'm not sure I agree with that because I don't think it was following superhero format. He wasn't defending the city or the country or anything from anyone. He didn't even really want to be part of it. That's was... true, yeah. He wasn't very proactive, was he? And it was all about rescuing. I guess they're rescuing someone from like a rescue mission sort of movie. Mm. But it wasn't like Batman who's defending Gotham City from a villain. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really a villain. Let's talk about that. So she was angry because she kept phasing in and out. She and about to die. the only reason that she sort of fix it was just to kill Michelle Pfeiffer and get her energy. Yeah, why don't they just team up? But, like, at the end, Michelle Pfeiffer just touched her and, like, oh, yeah, it's all good now. She doesn't actually have to die. Then she ran away with Lawrence Fishburne. I... Which... Who? I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> but he was like, oh, he, there's tension and, oh, he's actually a bad guy. But, no, he's a he's good guy a good with guy. a heart of gold who was just misunderstood. This film, I hate it in movies where the tension is so arbitrary where it could have been easily resolved if they'd all just sat down and they'd all gone, hey, I need some energy from the quantum realm. And Paul Rudd went, yep, no worries at all. I've been there. I'll get you some. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just yeah. silly. It was, like, oh, it was upsetting that you tried to steal a thing from us and you beat us up, but now we've all talked about it. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Which it was in the end anyway. Exactly. And I know, like, if we did that, there wouldn't be a film. But yes. maybe there'd be a better film? Yeah, raise the stakes. I did like the uh, chase sequence, the car chases throughout San Fran. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And liked when he got big. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. They sort of raised the op- opportunity for him to be affected by going large. And, like, when he did, went large and... Civil War, it was like, oh, he had to sleep for three days afterwards. In this one, he's momentarily... Just a bit drowsy, drowsy and then he wakes and then up. he's fine. And then, yeah, no problem. No problem <laughs> at all. <laughs> That'd have been cool. What if he was actually... Yeah. I struggled with that kind of stuff because in the first Ant-Man, when you see him go really small, it's so cool because he jumps mm. on the bullet and the gun and everything and you're like, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And in this film, it was so cool when they, like, shrunk the building and then had the mm. little cars. But that stuff is gimmicky, mm-hmm. right? It's like spectacle. And that's only interesting the first one or two times you do it. When we're yeah. on the 17th time of picking out a Hot Wheels car and making it big or, you mm-hmm. know, like I wasn't excited to see him be big and swim through the water because I knew that was going to happen and I don't know. It was nothing. I'm over it. I think we've spoken about this before with Marvel films. Like it's not enough now to just have CGI. Mm-hmm. It's not enough anymore to see cool visual effects and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe cinema can do this. 
now it's the norm and we want more. Also, wouldn't you realise if there was a, a house or a big building next to you one day? I don't get it at all. So they just chose like a, a vacant lot in the city and then just chucked the building up. And I'd, I'd ring someone up if a building appeared right next to us right now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... Or disappeared? Yeah. And if the whole thing was that the FBI were trying to chase these people for the last two years and they couldn't find them, like maybe it's the, all the stuff that keeps appearing out of nowhere. Yeah. It goes really big or be, really little. Yeah. The lead for you. <laughs> I think the issue with the film for me, and I know I've mentioned this to you, but I will repeat it for the people on the podcast, is that Ant-Man lies in this weird middle ground where it doesn't have the rating or the opportunity i guess to be crass enough like deadpool but then it also doesn't want to be pg iron man so it's in this weird sort of middle ground where it's like oh we kind of want to make fart jokes but like we also kind of want to have really cool like isn't it cool when he's really big and action hero-y and it's just i i'll admit this movie isn't made for me as an audience member but like i'm not really sure who it's made for maybe like 10 year old boys because they're the only people I could imagine laughing at some of these jokes. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the problem is with this movie is that they're trying to make all the Ant-Man movies is that they didn't really commit to him being criminal. No. They didn't really commit to him being a bad father because the whole thing is that she's always loved him. He's always a good dad to her. Yeah. I always thought it would be better in the first movie if he was trying to prove himself to her the whole time. Mm. Mm-hmm. But no. She likes him anyway. Well, because there's She's got to prove prove himself to Judy Greer, but in this one, Judy Greer likes him. Yeah, so so there's no stakes, right? Like, what what incentive does he have to be better or to do better or to... Yeah, and they kept hinting, what if about his daughter wanted to join him? What if she actually had stolen stuff and was being a hero around? He had to take her down or something, or she was trying to tag along. Yeah. No, it was fine. She just watched on TV. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like... The issue with the humour is something that we say so much in films where all the characters have been written to be really quippy and it doesn't land then because when Michael Douglas does a joke about can you stop staring at my daughter long enough to steal my lab back, it's not funny because that's not, I don't know whether it's the actor he couldn't sell it or whether it's just not in his character. Like if you're going to make Paul Rudd the quippy, like, one, don't make Asian Jim quippy and don't make Evangeline quippy, like... I don't know. I feel like you should clarify Asian Jim. Sorry. That doesn't sound good in a few Sorry. <laughs> the actor that played Wu was in The Office once and Pam had hired him to replace Jim and they pulled a prank on Dwight and Dwight says Jim's not Asian and he's referred to, the character's referred to as Asian Jim. There we go. I'm not racist. <laughs> it was a reference. We just looked up the character's name. Randall Park is the actor, by the way, and... I don't mean to alarm anybody, but his first name was Jimmy. His first name was Jimmy, and I refuse to believe that that is not a reference. I think he might be a character, though. Oh. Even then, that's pretty cool that they... I wonder mm. if that's a reference. Anyway, it's cool. Asian Jim. Best part of the movie. <laughs> Probably. And Lawrence Fishburne. All right. Here we go. Best part of the film. The... Michael Pena truth serum bit mm-hmm. because that was a time in the film where they're like, let's try and do something different. Let's try and like make it cool and 
and let's have these fast zooms and cool stuff with camera. Yeah, and so I was, it's like the first movie. It's the best yeah, bit. yeah, and I was engaged in the film for like the first time, yeah. and then it's like, oh no, we'll just be back to like doing normal stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, that was excellent. Best bit of the film actually wasn't in the film. It was in a mid credit scene. Yeah. They turn to dust. Uh-huh. I did not pick that. That's pretty cool. And now Paul Rudd's going to be stuck there. Stuck in the bloody quantum realm. I wonder if they'll go find him. That'll be cool for the <gasps> Avengers. If the Avengers go small to try mm. to find him. That'd be cool. Or if somehow he comes back and helps them or something. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I don't know why I didn't pick it. Like when it happened I was like, "Oh, of course." But then for some reason, mm. I don't see Ant-Man as part of the bigger Marvel mm. franchise. I always see him as separate and somehow that's different in my brain. So Yeah, that was cool. Perhaps we're interesting and got a bit more of a reaction from our crowd than mm. the rest of the movie. I kind of feel like though like at the end it said Ant-Man and the Wasp will return. Well, not if she's bloody Ash, she can't return. And then I know we know they're all probably coming back anyway, or most of them will, because of Doctor Strange's thing, but like Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you can't leave us on a cliffhanger and then say, oh, but don't worry, she'll be back. Everything's fine. Thank God her haircut was better. <laughs> like that, oh, it? my God. Whose yeah. decision was that wig? In the first one. I don't know. And why and how and also no. <laughs> also, question for you. No, statement first, then a question. In 1930s, 40s, 50s Hollywood, it was a thing to have the bad guy in the film be British because it's mm. like the Americans are fighting against... The British people and like in up until now, it's still the case. But yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but why? Yeah, why are we still doing it now? Why does the bad girl have to be British? Like, aren't we all in a multicultural society where we understand that British people aren't the generic prototype bad person? Also, why was her hair in pigtails? I understand what you're saying, but she is British, the actor. But right, everyone can do lots of different accents. Apparently, she's in Black Mirror. Who was she in Black Mirror? Um, she was in the 15 Million Merits episode. Oh, she was too. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the, the, the other, Yeah. I think she was in another episode as well. God, couldn't remember her. Yeah. I yeah. really didn't like the suit. It was a bit scary. That was very scary. There's no need for that. Lawrence Fishburne made it. Why didn't you make it like rainbow coloured or something with little goggly eyes? Mm-hmm. That would have made it much easier to watch. <laughs> Why well, they had to commit to like the being an insect sort of brand they were going for the small stuff. Marketing decision by Lawrence Fishburne, okay? <laughs> and Shield. He's got the brand's interest at heart. <laughs> In the comics, that character 
was a his name was Goliath. He was a big guy. Pretty cool. Additionally, something I just thought about. The bit where Paul Rudd was like a vessel for Michelle Pfeiffer. I feel a bit uncomfortable about that because I feel like the joke of that was, haha, isn't it funny when men are effeminate? And oh, haha, it's weird when Paul Rudd's like cradling Evangeline's face because he's not acting very masculine. And then the hand holding bit at the end is like, oh, isn't it funny when boys hold hands and it's so like weird. And I just kind of didn't really like that. And also the other thing about that sequence is I kept thinking that it was going to be a fake out and it was like something that Paul Rudd had to do to, like he knew the answer but the other two weren't trusting him so he had to pretend that he was Michelle Pfeiffer but it wasn't so it kind of felt like a bit of a letdown. But it didn't really fit with the rest of the whole of the film because like the whole film and lots of Marvel films are doing this which I really don't like is that the the style of humour that they're doing is like really sarcastic and making fun of themselves to the point where nothing is sacred. So when they try to do a really heartfelt moment, it doesn't land because, like in Thor Ragnarok, if you're laughing at everything you and making fun at everything, you can't expect us to be actually torn up when Asgard's destroyed. Thoughts? I didn't think it was funny at all. don't know if it was trying to be funny or if it wasn't funny. It definitely didn't land in our cinema, did it? No one... The whole movie didn't land. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like... Was the joke there, oh, it's funny when a boy acts like a girl? I don't think it was a joke. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And I agree with you that the joke was funny that the boys are holding hands, but arguably it's funny because the characters don't like each other Yeah. as well. Yeah. And that Michael Douglas hates this dude. That's why when they're holding hands it was like if it – I guess it's not necessarily because – but, yeah, I think it still was that as well. Yeah. Okay, anything else you want to say? Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Mm, I reckon you could skip this one. I reckon just read the wiki if you really want to know. Just watch the final sequence. Just Michelle Pfeiffer's back. She got back and now, you know, going into the next movie, this is what's happened. Sum it up for you. Paul Rudd has a dream about the mother. Hank and Wasp go capture him to get the dream out of his head. They need a part from somebody. There's this bad guy trying to get the part because he doesn't want the part. Then they go rescue Michelle Pfeiffer and there's this other girl who wants Michelle Pfeiffer's powers but then at the end it's all fine and they're all good. The end. There you go. You don't need to watch it now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you very much for listening to this review. No, discussion. Discussion. Discussion of all of the things, mostly bad, about Ant-Man and the Wasp. This has been our last episode for this season, starting brand new season, next episode, and also perhaps something else. Ooh. A little perhaps mini-series or something. Who knows? What? Who knows? Uh, We're not good at teasing. (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned with your ear holes. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 